morning, good morning, and this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us all rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. You are now hearing the voice of Dr. Angela Kennel, and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Fortitude. I am just grateful and honored and blessed to be here with you once again on the air. And um, I, I must say, guys, it's something about... Uh, when you're walking in your purpose and doing what God wants you to do, the attacks come and they come hard and they come consistently. But the one thing about it that I always try to keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, is that uh, I'm in a fixed fight just like you. And when you know that you're in a fixed fight, you already know the end result. And the end result is that we win. No matter what is going on in your life, always remember that you win. Christ did it all for you. He did it all for you on Calvary. So you have nothing to worry about and nothing to fret because God is God. He is the great I am. And Jesus took on every bit of pain and sorrow that we would have to endure so that we would be able to claim the victory and walk and walk in the results of that. So what, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care how bad you feel. I don't care what you're facing. Always remember, and I'm talking to me too. I'm talking to Doc too. Always remember that you are in a fixed fight, and it's already won. It, the battle isn't yours anyway. If you are completely surrendered to our Lord, he'll handle it. It's pretty much handled. All he needs for you to do is to add your faith to it. So at the end of the day, don't let go of what you know is true and what you believe, and I promise you, the end result, the end result, will always be in your favor. Let's go before God in prayer. Father God, thank you so very much for yet another day. Thank you so much for allowing us to get here safely to the studio, myself and Rob and my guest, Mrs. Katie Wires. I am just so grateful for this opportunity. And I know that the enemy did not want this episode to happen. I know he doesn't because he threw so much at me personally this week. But you said no. Mercy said no. Grace said, uh-uh, we got her. We got her. Definitely no weapon formed against me, nor you, ladies and gentlemen. In the name of Jesus, God, shall prosper. That is your word. It is written in black and white. No matter what interpretation it is, it's the same. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. So, Father God, thank you so much for covering us and keeping us I continue to plead the blood of Jesus over everything that you govern, your people, your purpose, your will, and your way. And I just continue to ask you to have your way in all things. And I exceedingly and will continuously ask you to control this show right here because it is all yours. And I completely surrender it to you. Thank you so much for our listeners, Father God. Bless them. Bless them richly and anoint their ears to hear this morning to myself and my guests. And I pray that it will be a blessing to all. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father God, thank you for this Selah moment. 
I came across this song and um and uh, it 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 was so um it it was personal. It became personal to me when I when I listened to it. So um some of you may already know it. I, I just discovered it uh this week. But it's God Provides by Tamala Mann, our Selah moment. God provides, so why do I worry about my life? When you come to my rescue a thousand times, every other voice it is a lie. God provides, God provides. In ways I can't explain and can't deny The little that I have, he multiplies Just when I feel he won't show up on time God provides, he'll come through When the clouds of doubt rain down on you And test God provides, God provides, it's hard to say when there's no food to eat, or what you see feels all that life will be, and will this be another year of misery?
Tamala Man, our Selah moment. That song, if that didn't bless you, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but, but it definitely blessed my spirit. And um, before I bring in my guests, you know I got to say good morning to my family. <laughs> good morning to my brother, Ed, and my sister in love, his wife, his beautiful wife, Veronica. Uh, good morning to my aunt. My aunt slash my godmother slash my my uh, my line sister, <laughs> um, uh, Doctor Gloria Brody. Good morning, Aunt Gloria. Uh, good morning to my aunt Barbara and Uncle Johnny, my uncle Ricky and Aunt Gina, to my aunt Julia and Uncle Terrence, and uh, and and Daddy, if you're listening, good morning to you too. Uh, I don't know if you're up yet. But uh, I had the um, opportunity to, to see my family this weekend as we um, celebrated the life of my cousin Gregory Jesse on yesterday. And I just want to say that it was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful service. And um, God was present. He was definitely present. And I just thank him so much for uh strengthening my family and, and continuing to love on us and strengthening my uncle the reverend dr marvin brown for carrying out the uh task of doing the eulogy he did a beautiful job and um i'm just grateful you know that we were able to love on each other and honor the life of uh, my cousin greg so uh i want to thank those that knew personally about that thank you for your love and uh your support and I just want you to know that um, that God uh, God has us, and no matter what, He He's He's present, and He's available to us at all times. So I, I especially want to just send out love to His siblings, um, and just pray for them to to cover them at at this time in their lives. Um, but yes, uh, God is good, y'all. God is good. Oh yeah. Before I forget, let me say good morning to my bonus mom, Mama Sylvia. I love you. I know she's tuning in. And, uh, and to the rest of the 102.6 The Situation family and to our family down in Albany, Georgia at WUTU 88.3 FM, I uh, send you love and, um, and hugs as well because I know that, that you guys are, um, you know, continuing to, to push through. So... I just, I just want to send out just love and light to everybody that's listening in this morning. But let me get to my guest. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, her name is Katie Wires. Katie is an aspiring peacemaker who believes the gospel without justice is incomplete. Inspired by the words of Oshita Moore, Austin Channing Brown, and Sarah Bessie, she believes the best way to call the church to a higher standard in its anti-racism journey is from within. Her deep love of the global church comes from over 20 years of ministry that includes leading women's ministries and creating multi-generational mentoring programs. Katie desires to speak with the imagination of a prophet 
and envisions the church the way it truly, it could truly be messy, but present, willing, humble, and filled with radical empathy. Katie is the CEO and the consultant of the Reconciliation Group. And the uniqueness of the Reconciliation Group is that it is a gospel-centered approach to anti-racism. So ladies and gentlemen, have your ears to hear right now, my guest, Katie Wires. Welcome to Spiritual Fortitude. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, absolutely. I'm so excited to have you here, Katie. I mean, Rochelle Mason. And those of you that listen regularly, Rochelle was my guest back in, I think it was September. Hmm. Maybe September? Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Rob. It was September uh, that uh, Rochelle was here. And Rochelle said, I have somebody that I think you would be interested in interviewing. And she began to tell me about your ministry and what you're doing, Katie. And it blew my mind. And I said, you know what? You are absolutely right. I would love to have her on. And you are here. I am. I'm so excited. You are here. So, um, let's, let's get into it. So, uh, First off, were are you a native Georgian? I am not. I am originally from Florida. Okay. And then after college, moved here. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I've been here about 17 years now. Okay, 17. 17. So you came, let's see, I came in uh, 2000. Okay, I was in, I think, 05. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes. So um, how was it? Was was the change as far as being in Florida, coming to Atlanta? Um, I can, uh, it was a little bit of a culture shock, <laughs> I think. Um, I'm from the West Coast of Florida, which wow. tends to be all um, unplanted or, or displanted Northerners. Uh-huh. <laughs> so coming to truly the Deep South was a culture shock. Yes. Um, but it has been home now for 17 years, and I love this area. Oh, I man. love where my husband and I live in our neighborhood. and. Yeah. I can't see ever leaving. Oh, man. I know. I love Georgia, too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Katie, uh, when did you receive the call of your life uh, with regards to ministry? Mm. Well, I'm a pastor's kid. Gotcha. So, probably growing up, it probably wasn't much of an option. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. Um, I always knew I was very adamant that I was not going to marry a preacher, um, (laughs) but being, and I didn't, but being Uh raised in the church, I mean, ministry is just where my life is. So, you know, even, even being outside of the church from a, you know, official professional standard, Mm -hmm. still just being called into that ministry and wanting to be involved with women's ministry and wanting to be involved in different programs and trying to see where we could do better and where Mm -hmm. we can love well. And it's just always been a part of my life as long as I can remember. Amen. Amen. And I can tell you have a heart for ministry. I told you that when we spoke, spoke, um, over uh, zoom Mm. and, uh, it, it just, when it's authentic, Hmm. it just flows out of you, out of anybody that, that truly is about the work of the Lord. Hmm. And I can tell you have a heart for God already. And I just, uh, I, I posed the question, but I, 
because it's very unique, guys. Mm. Um, I asked Katie, how did she get to the point of creating the reconciliation group? So just put us on that journey, Katie, of how you got to where you are now doing doing this type of work dealing with anti-racism. So I think I, like a lot of white people, mm -hmm. were raised in very white circles. Gotcha. So I, it's not that I ever heard my parents speak negatively about any other people group, but we were just always surrounded in white circles. We right. went to a white church, mm -hmm. and I went to a predominantly white school, mm -hmm. and that was my entire childhood, entire high school experience. Mm -hmm. um, even in college, I ended up at a small liberal arts college outside of Dayton, Ohio, mm -hmm. and it was a small campus of about 3,000, mm -hmm. and it was still predominantly white. Wow. So it wasn't until I was an adult that I started to look around and realize my life experience doesn't really reflect the real world. Right. Um, when Trayvon Martin was murdered, mm -hmm. that was really my first eye-opening experience wow. of realizing that the way I experienced the world mm -hmm. was different than how others experienced the world. I looked at that situation never expecting George Zimmerman to ever go free. Right. And the more I read mm -hmm. and the more I talked with people who didn't look like me, mm -hmm. I realized they never really expected George Zimmerman to be convicted Wow! because the justice system had never worked for them. So why should it work for them now? Mm -hmm. And I, that was a very eye-opening experience for me. Um, I also started paying attention and reading about media bias and how Trayvon had been portrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, versus how his family was trying to portray him. And, you know, this is a great kid. Mm -hmm. And um, that just kind of started that journey of reading and so much unlearning mm -hmm. and lots of humility. <laughs> uh, I would tell, I would joke with people that there's this particular article by a woman named Rachel Cargill. And she is not a believer, but she's an incredible woman. She's an advocate for women. Um, and just for the other within marginalized communities. And she wrote this article called, um, I No Longer Have Time for White Women's Tears. Oh, wow. And it took me three times to get through the article oh because, God. you know, unlearning is uncomfortable mm -hmm. and coming face to face with white privilege is uncomfortable. Oh, wow. And so reading through that article, it took Ooh. me so many times where I was like, no, that's not me. And then I had to pick it up again and go be like, yes, yes, that's me. And, oh, you know, that God. was... God just brought people and God brought articles and books into my life that slowly showed me other people's perspective mm -hmm. and opened my eyes to the fact that I just do not have a lived experience that so many others in our country have. Mm -hmm. And I think um, about three years ago, I went to seminary. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom. I had worked in and around the church for a little while, but I was a stay-at-home mom at the time. And I just really could sense that God was saying, there's something next. Oh, wow. Okay. And I didn't know what that looked like. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, I cared deeply about women's issues in the church, and I cared deeply about racial issues in the church. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't sure which way God was going to, you know, right. take me, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and then through seminary and the encouragement of a few professors, I... God just laid this on my heart that this was started out as a final project for school. Mm -hmm. And I realized about a month in that this is what I want to do. Oh, wow. And so developed it into a curriculum that basically I just wanted to say, 
this was my journey. I for sure have not arrived. Mm -hmm. I will be learning and unlearning the rest of my life. (laughs) I will be dismantling that bias and racism in my own heart for the rest of my life. But let me let me show you what I've learned so far. And maybe you can learn a little something on this journey, too. So that's kind of the. I don't know, wow. 60 second version. Oh but. my God. So Katie, when you, when, okay, so you have a whole entire curriculum mm-hmm. centered around dealing with anti-racism mm-hmm. within the church. Right. So when, so the, the individuals that, that you actually work with doing that, these, it's a predominantly white church. Yes, that you I go into absolutely. So wow. I'm a white woman, and the woman I work with is a black woman. Uh huh. Um, but we are very open about the fact that I'm a white woman, uh-huh. and my life, and most of my my girlfriend and the woman who does this in partnership with me, um, her name is Patience, and even as a black woman, she was raised within the black church, but most of her professional and adult experience has been within the context of the white church. Gotcha. And so both of us feel that the white church is where God has called us. You know, I'm not walking into a black church to talk about racism (laughs) as a white woman. Um, So I really feel that the white church is where God has called us. Um, Mm -hmm. I love the collective capital C church, Mm -hmm. um, but I am very aware of the shortcomings and just the absence of these conversations within white churches. Understood. And so I feel that I can kind of open the door a little bit for them, never Mm -hmm. to show myself as an expert, Mm -hmm. but to open the door a little bit for them to begin to see that this is a way to love well within a racial context. Amen. This is is huge because that, that's like, like you said, that's not something that's discussed. Right a lot it's um, not. within within the churches mm-hmm. that are predominantly white right. um within predominantly you know black churches yeah it's, it's talked about all the time um some i say right. some because even with within the black community some churches there are just some things they don't want to touch right. they don't want to get into um but um i i guess my next question would be how has that been received because <clears throat> I'm sure that, you know, when that word comes up, right? How, how's the reaction? Is it received well? Is it not? So far, it's probably more against than for. Really? Um, I think there are certain terms, and you know, you know this, that mm-hmm. there are certain terms in our culture right now that yes. have been so over-politicized. Yes. Anti-racism is one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, social justice is one of those, but I look at it as, excuse me. I look at it as the church is supposed to affect the culture right? and that's not what's happening right now. You are so right. Our culture has completely bled into Mm -hmm. our church Mm -hmm. and has affected our churches. So we no longer are speaking that truth to power. Mm -hmm. And so I would love to see the white church take back this term Mm anti-racism and no longer approach it with fear and approach it with great humility. You know, this idea of fear, I think it affects so much of what we do and that's bled into the church and that's heartbreaking to see. So we, you know, we, so many, I think pastors and church leaders see what we do and their automatic response is, well, I'm not racist. Ah, okay. And first of all, I would gently 
disagree with that but (laughs) but instead what we try to do is we try to come in and we try to we start right away with the gospel amen we start right away with you know walking them through these verses that of course as church leaders they know Mm -hmm. but we want to put we want to show them why this reflects christ's heart for justice and christ's heart for social work and and the other and the marginalized i mean how many times did Christ set aside his own comfort constantly, his own yes. rights, his own preferences yes. for the sake of the hurting. Mm-hmm. And so I know I kind of went on a tangent there with your no, question, no, 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 but I think all. largely uh-huh. m- so far we have had some great opportunities to speak into places of white ministry and, mm-hmm. and white churches and, and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. largely there's a lot of head nodding where oh that's nice but we don't need it oh wow like what you're doing is so good but thankfully we don't need it like we're okay so the denial yes. is very heavy yes oh my yeah. gosh and i mean there's there's part of my journey where i can understand that mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. um but i would i mean i'm very biased in this area but right. i mean i think this is vital it is vital. you know it's more than vital. especially in our area you know, yeah. in Atlanta, Atlanta is such a yes. diverse area. Yes. You can't really claim that diversity is not around exactly. us. So. Exactly. I and and, you know, the, the, this conference, conversation needs to be had so many times, mm. so many times. And I'm just at the point where I'm like, we're all supposed to be one in Christ. Mm. Not focusing on gender right not focusing on the color of your skin right at the end of the day mm-hmm. if we're children of god it doesn't matter he, right. he doesn't pay attention to that mm-hmm. he's looking at our hearts hmm. how can i call you my sister when i know deep down hmm. i don't like your color because everything you just said has been twisted by white culture. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about every white person individually, right, but right. just white culture as a whole. Mm-hmm. So when we say things like God created us all as one, mm-hmm. so much of white culture says, I don't see color. And when did that ever become a compliment? Yeah, yeah. You know, like God created our colors beautifully. Yes, he did. Why does saying, basically what's that saying is, I just want you to look like me and I'm going to pretend you do. Mm-hmm. And mm. why Why is that a compliment? Right. You know, why do we ever think that, that, that someone, a person of color would be like, gee, thanks. Right. Right? And this idea of, you know, it's a... Is racism a spiritual heart issue? Absolutely. Absolutely. But so many of our white churches have clung to that Mm -hmm. and said, well, then we just need to pray about it and there's nothing we can do. Really? Oh, my God. And so, you know, they think that, well, well, God's just going to redeem this when when he brings us all back. You know, when he comes back and we're all in heaven, then God will redeem this. But there's nothing really we can do because it's a heart issue. Oh, wow. So that's where we try to come in. You know, we start with the gospel, but mm-hmm. by the time we end, we're like, no, you let's look at our HR. Amen. And let's look at our pastor. You know, like your pastor, when he preaches, yes. is he just talking about white theologians? Right. You know, where is his sourcing from? Amen. Does he talk about black theologians other mm-hmm. than MLK Sunday? Right. Right? <laughs> so that's where we try to come in. You yes. know, what kind of music are you playing? When a non-white person walks through that door, mm-hmm. how much of them, their whole selves do they have to check at the door right. in order to make you come? comfortable in your church My God. so those are the things that we try to kind of talk with churches about wow. and and open some eyes to oh my goodness now 
I um I I must say that this is necessary and I am standing in agreement with the work that you're doing and I'm praying that God enlarges mm. your territory, Katie, to where you. you get mm. to talk to a lot more individuals and that those ears and those minds mm. will open and that those hearts will change mm. because if it if it can't happen within the church right absolutely absolutely <gasps> how can mm-hmm. we expect for it to happen out in the streets right and we can't the church needs to step up and be that leader again amen amen yeah. i'm in total agreement with mm. you on that uh, it, it, it has to start somewhere. Right. Somewhere. Mm. And just throwing up a, a Black Lives Matter sign Mm-mm. in the corner is not enough. No. I, and, and, yeah. We, yeah. We just, yeah. That's going to have to be a comment. Yeah. I, I, I have, I'm going to share something with you, but I can't do it on that. Okay. Okay. But, um, but yeah, I, I truly believe that, um, he, you you cut for the job. Mm. Everybody can't do what you're doing. <laughs> and he's probably tried to appoint some people to do it. And they were like, no. Mm. When knowing deep down in their hearts how they felt. Mm. But I am so grateful that your answer was yes, Lord. Mm. I'm going to do this because it's so necessary. Yeah. Katie, has have you ever felt like you were in over your head with it. Oh, gosh. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I'm a white woman talking about racism. Right. So I could read every book, mm-hmm. and it's still never going to be my lived experience. Right. So I, especially starting out, and I think God has really settled this in my heart finally, and mm-hmm. God has brought some incredibly wise, gracious, loving people into my life to speak truth against, you know, what Satan would attack with. Mm -hmm. But early on, there was really that internal battle of, am I in a space I don't belong in? Should I even be here? You know, there are, there are other people doing what I do, Mm -hmm. um, uh, but they're, they're not white. Ah, and so, you know, but that really, the difference between doing this work and doing this work as a business Mm -hmm was a big challenge for me and a wrestle, you know, something I really wrestled with. And the way I finally had to look at it is people who are not white have been doing this work for a very long time. And if, if the white church can come alongside and white believers can come alongside and lift some of this burden and just show some empathy and carry, I mean, we should matter Things should matter to mm-hmm. us without it having to happen to us. Amen. And so can I come alongside and just carry a small portion of this burden? It right. doesn't mean I will ever have this lived experience, mm-hmm. but can I take as much as I have learned and help carry some of this Amen. and bring this and make the white church more aware mm-hmm. of what's happening? Because it's like you said, the church should be the leader here. Yeah. And so if I can go, you know, I'm a believer. God has called me to the church. Mm -hmm. And so if I can walk into these churches and help them see how they can love communities of color better, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to try and stay focused on that. You know, what's so amazing is that um, (laughs) I I heard this quote and I and I I think it was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Mm. that said it, that Sunday is the most segregated day of the week. Yes. Most segregated day. Yes. You know, heaven don't look 
like that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't look like that. Right. So those individuals that shied away, Mm -hmm. you know, here on the earth and, you know, that's going to be one of my questions. (laughs) When I finally get up there, how did you feel? Yeah. Once you saw this big melting pot here in heaven, mm-hmm. like I truly believe that heaven and the things of heaven mm. can be reflected on this earth. Absolutely. And we know that the enemy's job is to make mm-hmm. sure that that doesn't happen. Right. But it's gonna come to pass. Mm-hmm. God is placing some bold people mm. um, in position. Right. To stand up and say, enough. Right. And you one, you're one of them. Mm. Enough is enough. Right. So I, um, I, I applaud it. Mm. I, I'm, I'm grateful for what you're doing. Thank you. It's unique, mm. but it's necessary. Mm, absolutely. It's very necessary. Um, and I just want uh, those that are listening in and tuning in, you know, if if we can you know, be of, of assistance to you, Katie, as far as uh, getting the vision mm. and the mission mm-hmm. that you've set forth, getting it out there and, and making sure, you know, that we support what mm-hmm. you're doing because it's necessary. I am truly a believer in this. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I personally know someone that, has made those same statements you talk about. Right. I don't see color. Right. Um, I'm not racist. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this individual is around people of color every day. Wow. But your heart, hmm. those things that you truly believe on right. the inside, is totally different. And I truly... It, it, it's it's a sticky situation. It is, yeah. Um, and you know, to as as far as as dealing, uh, with that individual, mm. I'm I'm praying every day mm. that the barriers are broken, right? Um, and that she would see. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, no, she doesn't see mm. that. She, it's like I'm all, I'm I'm fine. It's nothing wrong with me. I don't have anything. I don't hate. I don't do this. I don't do that. And it's like, but your heart says different, right? And it's being able to open your eyes too to this idea that there's the difference between the individual and the system. Yes. And traditionally, we're just gonna we're gonna stereotype here for a second. Traditionally, stereotypically, mm-hmm. uh, more conservative individuals mm-hmm. tend to focus on the individual, mm-hmm. and then more liberal individuals tend to focus on the system. Right. So there's so many churches. Mm-hmm. Where the church is filled with people who genuinely love Jesus, yes, and view themselves as not racist, uh-huh. but then they stop there, uh-huh. and they're not able to see, or they're choosing not to see. Because let's be honest, it's twenty twenty two now. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. there, there's no way you don't see. Exactly. You're just choosing to not f- to, to right. spin that within your own brain. Uh-huh. So they're choosing not to see how the system and how they as individuals contribute to that system, right? So anything, I mean, every single system in our country mm-hmm. is broken by yeah. racial inequity. It is. And that is so true. And we need to stop focusing on ourselves as individuals mm-hmm. 
and focusing on this idea of does it start with our own hearts? Yes, absolutely. Yes. But let I mean, let's boots on the ground. Amen. You know, God didn't just come down. When Jesus Christ came down to this earth, he didn't just come down and sit in the temple he the sure entire did. time and preach. Oh, no. Right. And oh, just no. say like, well, this is their heart. Mm-hmm. They're going to figure the rest out. Like, no, that man was hands on. Hello. I mean, right. He yes. got messy and he got down in the dirt in the and literally, oh, yes. you know, with the yes. people who were hurting. And the biggest thing is that I love about the example of Christ in the Gospels is he never asked anyone to validate their pain. He sure didn't. He just came alongside of them mm-hmm. and sat with them and loved them and healed them Amen. and never asked them to explain why they were hurting or what they had done. That's right. You know, and I think. When did we when did we get that so wrong mm-hmm. as the body of Christ? When man started putting their input yes. and how they wanted it to yes. look. Yeah. Yeah. That's and what happened. That's what we're trying to mm-hmm. to help other people see, to help other white people see. Amen. Is that it starts with your own heart, but right. then let's look around right. and see how our systems are broken at every level. Absolutely. City state national yes and it 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 does matter Mm -hmm. how you vote does matter it sure does say that again so you know this idea of and how your vote affects other people Mm -hmm. being able to open your eyes of you know not just voting not just voting how it would affect yourself or your family right you know being aware i mean we're adults Mm -hmm. let's be aware and and at least honest enough to realize and accept what our vote or who our vote affects Amen. beyond our own home. Amen. Amen. That is the perfect time for mm. us to segue <laughs> into the spiritual fortitude praise break. Oh, yay. Our song for today, ladies and gentlemen, is Bleed the Same Ooh. by Mandisa featuring Toby Mac and Kirk yes. Franklin. Yes. <laughs> it's the spiritual fortitude praise break on 102.6, The Situation. We
So, Father God, I pray that our families will come together right now and seek your face. You will forgive our sins and you'll heal our incredible land. In the name of the only Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And that was Bleed the Same mm. by Mandisa featuring Toby Mac and Kurt Franklin. And while we were listening to the song, my sister, um, Angelette Verdina King out of Brooklyn, New York, informed me that when this song is played on certain radio stations, that that part with Kurt Franklin at the end praying is cut out. It's cut out. That's amazing to me. And that Kurt has openly spoken about it, too, how his part is cut out on certain radio stations. So you already know what that is. Mm-hmm. You already know. But that's that's unfortunate. Man, wow. But that song was so fitting for the conversation that we're having today. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, guys, if I'm cut open, if Katie's cut open, all you're going to see is red. Mm. Red blood red we all do bleed the same mm. and then if we're and if we've received jesus as our lord and savior we, we got the blood of jesus right so I, I you know i i often wonder you know do individuals think about that mm. you know i i wonder about that but before we get back into it <laughs> let me just say this and you know what i'm about to say the Spiritual Fortitude Praise Break is sponsored by Anointed Aromas, mm. which is owned and operated by Apostle LaWanda Peters. Good morning, Queen. Good morning. Anointed Aromas provides organic hand-poured candles, affirmation candles, wax melts, oils, room sprays, body sprays, and more. There are a wide variety of fragrances like candy apple, sour green apple, pineapple, palo santo, lemongrass sage, Pineapple mango, frankincense and myrrh, immune health, and sinus relief, to name mm. a few. Order yours today at LawandaPeters.com forward slash shop. You don't have to say that on the end. Rob, Rob, you know I like to see your face when I say shop. He, he, he hid his face from me, y'all. <laughs> shop so yes 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 um uh anointed aroma candles are awesome so go to our website and get yours today and the small business sound off i can't leave them out my first organization that i'd like to speak about is community concerns incorporated Mm. uh community concerns incorporated is an agency committed to assisting the homeless did i say that right assisting the homeless, and the working poor. There's um, a need, and uh, I I just want to implore everybody to, to turn your attention to it. So they have a housing program because they're trying to help end the nightmare of homelessness for some of those most in need um, in the city of Atlanta. And the housing uh, is provided at the Odyssey Villas, and it consists of 32 apartment units with two, three, or four bedrooms for families transitioning from homelessness. Odyssey Oasis includes three standalone houses that can be shared by single working women. And mm-hmm. there's a resource center that is used to distribute groceries, clothing, 
and household goods to those in need. So if you like to contribute uh, to Community Concerns Incorporated, you can do so at their website. It's www.communityconcernsinc.com. And uh, you can also donate via PayPal at donate at communityconcernsinc.com. Or you can mail a check to Community Concerns Incorporated at a P.O. Box 4185 Atlanta, Georgia, 30302. And emerging and existing male and female ministry leaders, have you thought about becoming a certified Christian life coach? Well, there is an opportunity for you to train and become a certified Christian life coach. Are you ready to connect the dots to your divine purpose and ministry vision? Are you ready to for global impact? Are you ready to establish provision for your vision and execute with accelerated authority? Well, P4 Christian Coaching Institute is here to offer you an accessible online, self-paced, and affordable training. The Institute was founded by Reverend Dr. Tilda Whitaker Bailey. Good morning, Dr. Bailey. And uh, you can contact me, Dr. Angela Kennel. You can contact me at um, my email address, which is Dr. That's Dr. A-T-K-I-N-N-E-L at spiritualfortitude.org if you'd like more information. And if you're interested in registering for the program, let me know and I will give you a special link. I have a very special link for those, all my listeners that are interested in going through that program. So contact me about that. And I cannot, um, I save this for last. So... Uh, I know you've heard me talk about uh, this event, which is the Hallelujah Night Comedy Show. It is being put on by Matthew Hudson. Um, he has uh, um, an organization. It's called Laugh Because God is Good. And uh, what I love about Matthew is that he is single and sold out for Jesus. So um, on this coming Friday, October 28th, um, it's going to be at the Riverside Epicenter in Austell, Georgia. And um, it's going to be a night filled with improv, live sketches, interactive games, giveaways, and, of course, most definitely worship. So uh, you can uh, get your tickets um, at a link that he has provided on Instagram. Just go to his page and you'll see it. There's the um, show actually starts at 7.30, so get your tickets. I know the last time um, he uh, had an improv show, um, it, it pretty much sold out. So if you if you have a chance uh, and want to go somewhere and just laugh um, and enjoy those around you that love the Lord like you, look into going to Hallelujah Night this coming Friday. All right, so that is it for our small business sound off. Let me get back to my guest, which is the beautiful Katie Wires. And we're just talking about her work that she's doing through the Reconciliation Group. And if you've missed the interview, you, you're just going to have to go back and listen to the playback because uh, the work that she's doing is um, is. It's one that you can't do with fear. Mm. You have to be fearless, mm. and uh, and you have to be unapologetic. And I can tell that you are definitely, Katie. You're very unapologetic. What what is the the end goal 
um, because you know uh, we we know what the problem is, mm-hmm. and 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 you reaching everybody. But what's the what's your end goal? Oof. Um, I probably have a few. Mm-hmm. I mean, a huge end goal, which I'm not sure will ever happen in my lifetime, would just simply be that marginalized communities are not marginalized communities. Yeah. Um, that white culture does not approach others with fear. Mm-hmm. Um, but my more immediate end goal, I think, is to see the church, the white church, open their doors. Amen. That I read this great article by um, a Korean man who was a believer, and I forget his name, mm-hmm. but he said that when he walks through the doors of a predominantly white church, mm-hmm. he just naturally expects to check some of his cultural or cultural preferences at the door. Wow. And he just knows that that's going to be a mm-hmm. part of it. And he was asking his white brothers and sisters in Christ to be a little more willing to check some of their cultural preferences at wow. the door. And I would love to see churches, you know, we can talk about church leadership mm-hmm. and we could talk about You know, what does it mean to see a church that has all white leadership Mm -hmm. and how can they ever expect to fully speak into a diverse body? Amen. Um, So I would love, you know, my end goal is to see churches no longer designated as white churches and black and black churches and Korean church, you know, that sort of thing. Do we have our preferences of how we worship? Sure. Mm -hmm. But I would love to see us all, all collectively be able to check some of our cultural preferences at the door mm-hmm. for the sake of others. Amen. Um, I would love us. I would love to see us no longer operate in fear. Amen. And I think so much of that fear culture has bled into the church mm-hmm. that we now look at the church as a safe place with really tall walls mm-hmm. and we need to protect our own. Right. And that's never what the church Mm-mm was called to be at all. And we need to get our hands dirty again and we need to be okay being uncomfortable. Amen. Again, Amen. even at church. Amen. And so that would be, I think probably more of my short term end goal. Awesome. Awesome. Now, uh, Katie, how can, our listeners, those that are interested in what you're mm. doing, how can they connect with you? The easiest way would probably be social media. Um, we are on Instagram, and our handle is The Reconciliation Group, okay. all one word. Uh-huh. And then we are online at thereconciliationgroup.com. Okay. Um, we offer a free course on there. We offer a whole website of resources um, for people who just want to know more, who are on their own journey of this, of anti-racism and justice work and mm-hmm. how they can learn more. Um, and those would probably be the easiest ways. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, now, you know that you're family now. Mm. So you are always welcome here Thank in you. Spiritual Fortitude. Mm. I just want you to know that I am a true supporter of what you're doing. Thank you. And if I can serve in any capacity, please mm. let me know. Because this is huge. Mm. This is huge. And here at 102.6, the situation, we love to push the envelope a little bit. So Mm. (laughs) that's good. We, 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 we ride with that, Mm. pushing that envelope. And I don't think the envelope is being pushed enough. Right. Absolutely. 
in the community, whether it's the church or in the street, mm-hmm. it's not pushed enough. No. Because instead of things getting better, they're getting worse. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so I um I definitely applaud what you're mm, doing. So thank you. I definitely would love to have you back. Mm, I would love Let's that. Let's talk more about okay. this and have a little more dialogue. <laughs> but um, ladies and gentlemen, I am just so grateful uh, for you tuning in today. And I pray that this has opened up your eyes even more um, in your hearts. Um, because I do know that I do have uh, some listeners that are not of color. Mm. And I pray that this um, has been an eye-opener for you and that, that you would even like to have a conversation with Katie, mm. possibly. And um, I... And the thing that I, I do want to put out, too, is that um, we can't fight racism with racism. Mm. That's a conversation we're not having enough right. either. You can't fight it with racism. Man. That's just That just complicates it even more. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I do understand that uh, there's more work to be done, right. more prayers to be prayed. Mm. And I just pray that that we'll all step up and you know back during the civil rights movement the church was pivotal right you know in it but we don't see enough of that anymore no. it's like i don't want to touch that we ain't mm. getting involved in that mm, right that's political we can't do it no it's not mm-hmm. it's life this is right. life we're talking about people's lives so i just pray that things will change mm. and that People won't be silent anymore. Absolutely. There's a lot of silence. Absolutely. A lot, a lot. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for tuning in to Spiritual Fortitude with Dr. Angela Kennel. I, um, I'm excited about uh, my guest for next week. I'm not saying who he is, but uh, <laughs> but he uh, he's definitely coming. It's going to be a unique one, so make sure that you tune in and uh, next week uh for uh, a new episode um ladies and gentlemen um let's go before god in prayer father god thank you so very much so very much for a wonderful rich episode this was necessary and um i pray that we crush the enemy's head because i know he did not want this to take place <laughs> but we all know he's a liar and he's defeated So I'm just so grateful for your love, your kindness, your grace, and your new mercies that you give us each and every day. Thank you so much for Katie Wires. Thank you so much for covering her and her family. And God, thank you for appointing her to carry out the work that she's doing within the body of Christ. And I pray that she continues to do it with your love on her heart, your covering, and your power to continue to lift her voice up among the masses of individuals and that those hearts will change. I give you honor and praise for that and bless the reconciliation group. Mm. Father God, I want to continue to plead the blood of Jesus Mm. um, over my guests, over every guest I've had, and over my future guests. Bless Mm. them all because you've appointed them to do some wonderful things within the earth for your glory, Father God. And I pray that spiritual fortitude will be an avenue for them to come through and continue to reach the masses 
in knowing that you are alive and well and working in those lives. Mm. Father God, I want to continue to plead the blood over the Kennel family, the Williams mm. family, the Green family, the Jordan family, the Tiller family, the Evans family, Father God. And Lord, over our 102.6 a situation family, those that are behind the scenes, my family that are on the air, bless each and everything that they're involved in. You said that you perfect everything that concerns us, mm. your children. So, Lord, I give you glory, honor, and praise for Amen. that. I want to continue to pray for our listeners, Lord. Thank you for anointing their ears to hear what we have to say each and every Sunday from 8 to 9. Mm. I love you so much, Lord, and I thank you. Oh, I'm so grateful for you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you know the drill. Five things. Number one, guard your heart. Number two, pack your patience. Mm. Number three, protect your peace. Number four, stay in your lane. And number five, most of all, as Jesus Christ commanded, let's walk in love. Mm. I will see you next week. <laughs>